Hi, I'm Lottie. And I'm Mark. This is Showtime How is life? Life is pretty great, you know. Is it? <laughs> Terrible. I just thought I'd try and like, get, get some energy in this and it's just failing. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to shout. Okay. Well, great. I'm glad life is going good for you, kind of. Ish. How about you? It's all right. It's about minus 700 degrees. I feel that. Um, especially in this room right now. But it's fine. We roll with it. Should we just get straight in there oh no wait first wait no when's this episode coming out no don't worry ignore me never mind let's just go straight into it you go (laughs) oh so today i've got the lengthy paragraphs to read so today act of the hour go for yes what we're going with act of the hour yes i think so brilliant because i know we had a bit of Actor of the week, actor of the hour, it changed names a few times. But... Actor, of the, actor of the something. Actor of something, yeah. Actor of the life. Anyway, so today's actor is Michael Crawford. <laughs> My mum listening, strap yourself in. Lynn, you're going to learn some things. <laughs> so, she, probably, she probably knows it all. Yeah. I mean, I've just found out something reading it before doing the podcast, so this is great already for me. So, first stage appearance was in Sammy, in the Sammy the Little Sweep, in the school production of <laughs> Let's Make an Opera. This transferred to the Brixton Town Town Hall. Ooh. Ooh. Already getting the transfer, and he's only like a child. Basically, what I was going for with that, because it literally said first stage appearance. I just put it because it like transferred, which doesn't normally happen with a school play. And it's just so really weird. So there you go. Anyway, so at 19, he was approached to play Junior Salem in the film The War Lover. Mm-hmm. If anything, if I'm not reading this right, can you let me know? Because it's like kind of like greyish. Oh, I don't have it in front of me. Oh, that's so. fine. I'm going <laughs> to go with it. Cool. So his Broadway debut was in black comedy. Whilst in the show, he was noticed by Gene Kelly. The icon. And was called to audition for the film adaptation of Hello, Dolly. Yeah, I have got it in front of me. Don't worry. I just found the picture that I sent you. Cool. Roles include Billy Liar in Billy, P.T. Barnum in Barnum and Phantom in Phantom of the Opera. And the wizard in the Wizard of Oz, and also older Leo Coulson in the Go Betweens. Yeah, that's obviously not all the roles he's done, but no, I think he's a West. We'd, we'd be here for weeks. <laughs> he's, he's he's quite a big film star as well, so he's put lots of films. Just Google him. Just have a nice time. Yeah, I didn't include all he's those. He's won but... many awards, including two Olivier's for Barnum and Phantom, and he also won a Tony for playing Phantom on Broadway and in LA. Yes. Cool. Anyway, along with these, along with this, he has 17 solo albums. Mm-hmm. And I was probably the proud owner of all the 17. He's probably and got some secret 18th that we don't know about. <laughs> and he's won 12 cast albums. That's mm. the way to get shiz done. That. Anyway. Crawford was unemployed for a short brief period. <laughs> At this time, he was in Alice in Wonderland. No, after he was in Alice in Wonderland, he was unemployed for a bit. No. Read, Mark. <laughs> Literally says for a brief period of time after he. Oh, I saw the after now. <laughs> oh. This is why I read them. Anyway, after Alice in Wonderland, so he helped his wife stuff cushions for the upholstery business and took a job as as an office clerk in an electrical company. 
to pass the time between. And he also got divorced from his wife during that time. <laughs> At times, really. Fact for you. Are you good? The study the accent for the film, the the War Lover. He used to spend hours listening to Woody Wood Woodbury. Woody Woodbury, a famous American comedian of the time. Lovely. During the run of Phantom in LA, he was asked to perform Music of the Night at the inaugural gala for President George W. Bush in Washington. In 2002, in the television poll of the 100 Greatest Britons, he was voted number 17 for the Greatest Britain living. Yes. I mean, I don't know the Queen stood on that list, by the way. I was trying to find her, and I couldn't, and I was like, Queen, Queen Victoria was on there, but I couldn't see Liz, and I was like, <laughs> Anyway, that's my, that's Michael of Crawford, but that's a little snippy. What? That's, I was saying there's so much more about him. Just oh, yeah, I would have, I probably would have filled up my notebook if I'd have written everything, so yeah. I was like, two pages is enough. <laughs> Okie dokie then. Key change of the week this week is a different one that not many, I feel like less people would know because I, you know, I didn't fully know. Okay. Carry on. What was that? (laughs) Did you just click your fingers? Like crack your. I didn't mean to. I just kind of like pushed myself up. (laughs) Ew, gross. (laughs) Okay. Um, basically, it's on, it's from Dear and Handsome, but it's on the deluxe album, so it's not actually in the show, but it is, kind of. <laughs> it's Disappear, but the acoustic version. Now, I really listened to the normal version a minute ago, just to double check. The, the version in the show doesn't have a key change in, but the acoustic version does. Because, <laughs> obviously, the acoustic version doesn't have all the talking bit. They have the middle bit where they're, like, they do, like, when you're falling in a forest... No, 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 and then he I does like big... that's sung. Huh? That's sung in the show as well, babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, in this in this version, I'm telling them where the key change is. Big. So they do that little bit, and then he does. I think he says like, "All you need is for somebody to fan yeah and he does like this really long note, and the key changes, and the other yeah. guys like. <laughs> it's, it's really great. And I like that that version has a, a key change in it, but the normal original version does not. I think that's pretty cool. So, we love they... a change. Yeah. Anyway, fact to me. <laughs> All right. I need to write down your fact in the book because I haven't got it yes. down. So, my fun fact of this week is that when Booble and Schoenberg were in the UK, they were watching Oliver. And they'd previously written this show called Les Mis, but it wasn't, it, it kind of flopped quite, like, whilst it was in France. Anyway, so whilst whilst they're in, whilst they're in the theatre watching Oliver, Booble saw the Artful Dodger came, come on stage and was like, huh, he reminds me of Gavroche. And then that sparked him to rewrite and continue working on Les Mis. I actually did know that. Mm-hmm. I actually did know that, and I think that's pretty cool, though, isn't it? Yeah. And also, weirdly enough, Cammy Max produced, uh, oh, hasn't he? So. We, um, yes. So the idea, well, what happened was he, um, one of one of like Cameron's like team was like, "Yo, these guys are writing a show. You should listen to it." And yeah, Cam- he, the, he gave Cammy Mac the concept album. Yeah, and Cameron was like, "I just felt something," so we invited them over. They came, saw Oliver, and then they carried on working on it like together at that point, and then Lemius was born. Because it didn't, it didn't like super flop in France, but it did like a run of like concert kind of thing. I was watching a little documentary yesterday, and they were talking about like how like the French don't really like take musicals very well. Love a good opera, like a travelling opera. They don't. They don't do very well with like a stationary like show so this might have flopped quite quickly yeah and i mean it got bad reviews when it opened in london as well because like we don't get it 
And now look. <laughs> I mean, this is what Karen wanted to change about it originally, was the fact that they wrote it for people that had read the book and not for people that hadn't. And let's be real, who reads the book? Exactly. That, the book is long. <laughs> so they're like, eh. So that makes, obviously, they just, like, people are like, I don't get the story because I haven't read the book. I don't know that bit of, like, side information that's in the book. Yeah, I've filled in the gaps for you. Yeah. Actually, I'll save that for another week. I've got another fun fact about Les Mis, so I'll save it for another time. I love me a Les Mis fun fact. Me too. Um, So this week's episode is Room 101. I'm so excited. Theatre edition, of course. So basically, it's different to unpopular opinion. So if anyone doesn't know what Room 101 is, quick explanation basically i think it was a tv show wasn't it it was a tv show and it was amazing because they'd have like a little like thing that would pop up but they'd have like, they'd sat in a chair and like, so my thing is going to room 101 is this thing and it's like little thing would just pop up and it'd be like Ding. thing but, like made like tiny so like yeah. chris bags room 101. <laughs> so basically room 101 is the things that you want to put in room 101 are things that you just think are better off just not in existence anymore like they've had their time or whatever so for example in like everyday life um oh god can you think of one quickly just air oxygen don't need it why oxygen, do we have it? Oh, it. Room 101 no <laughs> no but like slow walkers room 101 get rid of them put them in room 101 get rid of them thank you very much but we're doing theatre edition so mark would you like to take it away Oh, would I? Okay. So my first thing <laughs> is loud food, whilst on the subject of like food and crisps and all that stuff. So loud food needs to be put in room 101, especially in a theatre, because when someone opens up a bag of crisps or something like that, or just food in general, like if it's not, I just, because like if people bring stinky food in. I want to eat a tuna sandwich next to you once. Um, I went to see Dream Girls and someone came in late. Oh. And then so brought already. tuna, tuna pasta, and sat there eating it like throughout the beginning of the show. And me and my mum were like, like even if you like that, it still smells. And it's also you could hear like, yeah. Like, I had, I had it. Uh, just ban, ban them, ban, ban loud food in the theatre. Thank you very much. I had it at Les Mis where a school group came in, and one of the boys had a big like jumbo bag of Doritos. Oh, and like it's all you could get through the entire show, and it was awful. And I went to speak to them at the interval, and it just didn't help, and it was the worst. So, and I wasn't even watching the show, and I was mad. <laughs> like it actually was so aggravating, just hearing like the rustle and the crunch, and oh. Mm. I was okay. I was having a diva fit that day, but like, Jenny, you need to you to call for a show stop, like. <laughs> Stop the show, someone's eating uh, Doritos in the grand. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Could you imagine? Then they would ever try and eat again. They'd be like, oh. They'd be like, I'm I'm never eating Doritos again, I'm scarred. Yes, room one oh one, loud food in the theatre. Yeet. <laughs> I was watching a side note, but still related. I was watching a YouTube video the other day and it's like someone moving house and he called it yeet it or keep it. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Like, so we're yeeting. I think these are all. I think we're both going to agree with each other. Like, I don't. I don't think either of us will disagree. I. Actually, one of them you might. Okay, I'm going to do my first one. Right. Broadway audiences. Right. So Mark and I have been lucky enough to go to New York and see two shows, and. They were great, but the audiences are the absolute worst because every time, like for the first, well, the first time a character comes on stage, they like whoop and cheer and they're like, woo, no matter if it's like, like, I'd get it to an extent if it was like Adina Menzel and you were like, oh my God, but like, you know, <laughs> you know, just like any character just comes like, in terms like that, you don't just like whoop them onto stage. Yeah. But no offence, but it ruins the bootlegs. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, like, I was watching a cheeky bootleg the other day and not, like, a whole thing. I, don't, like, watched a clip of something because it just it just pops up, okay? But, like, you can't hear half the line that the person's singing and also when you're in the audience as well, not yeah. just watching bootlegs because we'll come to that later. But 
like just in the audience you can't hear like the no, whole line that that person is singing and that could be like their one line until their main part like later on in the show that could be like their one little singing line like can you just not <laughs> Broadway get your acts together we don't there's also to- someone does like a really good note towards the end of a song you just miss the end of like you miss the good note because everyone's whooping over the good note and I'm like no I want to listen to them dancing their tits off I've seen so many clips of Wicked like on TikTok of that like different people doing a different riff at the end of Defying Gravity and the amount of times they cheer so loud that you can't hear the last bit that they do I'm like mm. just hold a second and then just let it go yeah because they probably kind of feel like can you not right now <laughs> you might as well just bum it but you might as well just like bum it because no one's actually going to hear you you've done like the one good bit yeah. and everyone... oh. so because like, also like they they might be like i have something really cool coming up and you're just gonna scream over it <laughs> i don't know but yeah broadway audiences yeet please get rid of them no, just spin them down like, a bit the cheering and the whooping unnecessarily in broadway because the west end we just don't do it no we don't do it although i saw dream girls back here we go again dream girls Amber Riley came on stage, but they made her. They made a point of when she came on stage to have her to have like the scene pause. They walked. She walked to the front, and then she kind of went like she kind of bowed before she started. Then was like, "Whoa!" And she like carried on. <laughs> it's what like, what has happened? You know that that wasn't her decision. But but also you can tell that the show was directed by Americans because they expected the UK audience to do what Broadway audiences do, and we don't do that. No, no, we're a bit. Are so we in like waitress no one like whooped or did anything until she started singing and then after she finished then we're like well we were, done like, we just gave her like the biggest standing ovation ever but like it's different yeah we're just we're we, we, yeah we're more like we have dignity <laughs> we don't need to whoop every time someone comes on stage this is oh not important and i mean it was especially bad for us as well because we saw waitress and colleen was in it so of course you were gonna get the whoopers but like the the whoopers that wouldn't normally whoop <laughs> like do you know what i mean so the thing that leads on from what you were just saying is when you have people that don't really want to be there mm-hmm. like you have people that are actually like the one person like you're saying like colleen but they don't really understand the broadway community or like mm-hmm. in general or when you have people that come to your show that are there because their partner made them come and they just don't want to be there men, isn't it? they're always just rude for no reason yeah they're like snacking or they're like on their phone i'm like no it's still not fine that happens with a lot of couples i find like the man especially because obviously we worked at les mis so it's like kind of i mean it's romantic isn't it it's also depressing you think the men would be interesting interested in it but no not to be stereotypical they'd be more interested in act two it's a bit more like yeah but i feel like it just happened a lot where a couple would come and the man would like sit, try and sit on their phone during the show whilst the woman was like watching intently. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Get off. Yeah. Like, people, people that don't want to be at shows really pissed me off. Do you remember that TikTok that went around when Broadway was still open? Um, of that girl that went to waitress because of the, because the, the, never giving, no, never giving what now? What was I trying to say? I will never. Never getting rid of me. There we go. From waitress like a tiny clip of that was like trending on tiktok like it was a sound that everyone was using so she went to broadway to watch the show just for that song basically but sang along and she filmed it she filmed herself singing along to that song and the whole broadway community was like <gasps> everyone was like oh my day and then she like did a like an, an apology video but she didn't really apologize because she was like i was just enjoying myself and everyone was like just enjoying yourself and then they're singing along over the actor and filming <sighs> so yeah people that are not really that into it it's just mm. that's buying a ticket but why are you here it's like if you've gone to see a show and you think you're gonna like it and then you're sat there and you're like i'm not enjoying this but when someone just evidently from the beginning does not want to be there and they go to the bar and they just look so done already and you're like the show hasn't even started <laughs> Like, but also I think I think you know, when people go see a show, but they just don't actually care. You make it worth yourself. Like, if you try to give it a chance, yeah, 
blah, there'd be at least one or two things you can actually be like, oh, that was actually quite good. I quite enjoyed that. And then make the whole show more enjoyable. Whereas yeah. if you sat down being like, this is going to be shocking, it just is shocking. That's all you want to see. It's like if you went to the cinema and you were like, oh, this film's got Amanda Seyfried in it, so I'm not going to like it. You're not going to like it, are you? Because you've just told yourself you're not going to like it. Yeah. If you sit down and you're like, it's got an actor that I don't like in it, but like, it could be good and they might be really good anyway. But like, yeah. Do your um, next one. Maybe swiftly onwards, my next one is a very um, London, you know, West End one that some people might not actually get. Um, <laughs> it is the wonderful Weatherspoons pub. The Montague Pike, which is on Tottenham Court Road. <laughs> very personal experience for you. But okay. No, it's not. This is the thing. So Mark and I were in there one time and we were having our dinner. We were kind of finished. I had some chips left. He had some chips left. We were like grazing. And this random woman came in and like just came over to the table and she was just like, are you done? And started eating my chips off my plate. And I was like, hello, okay, what are you doing? And someone kicked her out. Turns out she was homeless and apparently she comes in all the time and tries to take people's food. So that's my experience with it. It was a bit random. But so many people in the West End, like performers or like just people, like audience members, have said that the Montague Pike is just like, they've just had the most random things happen to them at, at that pub. And I'm like, we just need to eat it. Just get rid of it. Get a new pub there. Because <laughs> it just obviously is cursed from like West End. Love that. I didn't know that. That's quite interesting. Yeah, there's so many people that I've talked to are like, oh my God, the Montague Pike. <laughs> but it's also like the place that everyone goes when they go and see a show. Either that or the one, the Weatherspoons well, in. Every other, if every other Weatherspoons in London had pizzas, they'd go there instead. It's just one that has pizzas. It's either that one or the one in Leicester Square. I don't know what it's called. The do- Is it the dog and something? Or- yeah. I don't know. What I thought you were going to say about... Um, a very English thing is oh. when Americans over they try to take your programs off of you because that's one of my room one one things. Oh no, that's not on my list, but go for it. That's the front of house one, but sure. It's definitely a front of house thing and just a problem. I feel like people though they do get annoyed as an audience member if they hear an American in the audience being like, "Oh my god, a playbill," or whatever. I've had, had that anger in my heart, and I've been like, oh, "We don't even talk about the guy at stage door at Wicked." <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, people trying to take a program. So most of the time, there'd be an usher at the front with a program in their hand, being like, "Do you want to buy one?" And you see people giving them money for it, and then they take it. Anyway, so this then Broadway person comes in, and they're like, "Oh my god, playbill!" And I'm like, uh, "No, does it what? say playbill across the top? I don't think so." Is there the iconic yellow bit? No. <laughs> program, and it's also not full of ads. Sorry, like souvenir program or souvenir brochure not playbill not just that it's just that it's like they will literally try and take it from your hand and you're like what are you doing what how much and i'm like £4. 50. 50. they're like what i'm like is it not free i'm like is it called a playbill is it does it does it have ads in it not as many ads as the playbill does <laughs> yeah but at least the ads in ours are like relevant and they're also from the current, like, they're usually from, like, West, they're usually, like, West yeah. End. And like, they're, like, or they're, like, a restaurant that's, like, if you book to see a set, like, sh- a show with this company, then you can have 10% off. Or, like, we do a pre-show discount thing. Or, like, you know, it, like, yeah. all kind of fit. Whereas the Playbills have, like, one article that's, like, Rene Rap, And then the rest is, like... Crash. there's, there's like there's, there's like, like the cast list there's like there's cast list musical numbers and then like maybe like one or two actors like have their own page the rest is just complete and utter ball it's just trash it's like the local taxi company what to do on a friday night like <laughs> no so, um, i do like the playable aesthetic i like that they are all the same size that is another thing, but I haven't got it on my list. But playbills are all the same size; they're like the same design, but with different picture, obviously for different shows. I like that, and it's cool that they're free, which is always a bonus because Broadway is. Oh, it leads me on to my next one. Actually, Broadway ticket prices. <laughs> ticket prices in general, because I feel Broadway, especially Broadway, 
Broadway has done damage for the West End. I was watching this documentary yesterday about oh. Lame. And when when Lame is opened at um the palace, most expensive ticket was forty pounds. The cheapest was like four. What? <laughs> I mean an inflation because it was like the nineties. But however, that's also to do with Broadway. Because when Barnum opened at the Victoria Palace as well. Most expensive ticket. Most expensive ticket was eighteen pounds. Oh, this is what my well, this is what my mom bought me anyway because she went to see it a bunch of times. So she knows how much it was. Was Barnum before Les Mis? Was that opened a bit after? It was like it was like I think like. Also, didn't Les Mis open at the Barbican, not the? Open the Barbican and then moved to the Palace. But I saw like a thing outside of the Palace. Of like the ticket prices like different levels specifically when it opened at the palace so the, yeah. it wasn't at the barbican for very long it was like less than a year pretty sure because it was like a week and then like barbican like we don't want this show because it's getting really <laughs> oh then coming yeah. back was well i just brought the palace so let's move there instead <laughs> by the palace though <laughs> well anyway like i had a palace we're moving there instead lads yeah. let's go um yes but broadway ticket prices now we went and we were thinking, you know, we were like, we're not going to rush ticket because, like, I don't want the stress of being in New York and then not seeing a show that I want to see because we've done rush and then flopped. Because rush ticketing in the US is like on another scale. Like, people get up at like six o'clock when the box office opens at 10 and they queue outside the theater for four hours for the rush tickets. And I mean, we were going on a Saturday and Sunday, so. You know, we were screwed. Easy. So we were like, we're just gonna book for like book before we go. We booked this. We booked waitress before we pe- like booked our flight. That's yeah. how extra we were. Um, but like their ticket prices, it's like a minimum of seventy nine dollars or something. Like I did not see a show that was cheaper than that. Literally. And I found different websites as well. Like I didn't just do static. Like I did a lot of different ones. And I was like, where are the £25 rush tickets on the app? <laughs> like, what? It's the worst. I don't, what is that? Like, what is this? It was horrendous. And I'm like, it's worth it, obviously. But your seats aren't even that good. Like, we paid for the cheapest that we could, basically, $79 or whatever. And I mean, no, to be fair, they were good seats. They were... But, like, you're not anywhere close to the front. We were, like, second level up on the edge. We weren't in the centre. Oh, we were, like, at, at, at the back on the edge. Just, like, that was the cheapest they they were both good feet. Like I didn't sit in either. Oh, oh, mean girls were much better. Mean girls was better, but I think we were in it was the center, but we were like higher up. I but think. I'm, how much was our mean girls ticket? Our mean girls ticket was more expensive by like ten dollars. So we're like eighty nine. But even still, no, although girls was six. Um, not mean girls. Waitress was six um, fifty. Mean girls was sixty. Are you sure? Yes, I'm booking them. Actually, if you think about it, that's not that bad. That's like, I mean, it's like 40 quid and then like 50 quid ish. I, th- I thought it was more like, oh, yeah, maybe. But then also, like, we always have to pay like so much as well, which is just like the 15 pound tickets in the grand flips. Like, this is what I'm saying. We have so many options in that one, they have like two options doesn't matter where you sit in the mezzanine or the orchestra you have the two prices <laughs> like it's yeah, so weird paying cheaper, you're paying expensive done it's yeah it's so strange like and you just get you give them anyway so, something you were talking about a minute ago was bootleggers and recording shows in general i just want to just i don't i don't want to go into detail because we could do a whole video about bootleggers but I, I i appreciate their work when it but, comes up on my timeline. But like, I, I also hate you for doing it because you shouldn't be doing it. So. Uh, sorry, my phone came that. off silent. Yeah, it is actually illegal, which I don't think people realise sometimes. Anyway, let's carry on. Um, okay, this is one, this is like the only one that I feel like you might, I don't know, you might not agree with me. Ooh. Also, I don't know who left. I've got one, two, three, four, five left. I'll just talk about yours one. Yours with you, it's fine. Okay, really? so this one is um, Sentimental Man from Wicked. I just feel like it's not needed. <laughs> we just oh. need to get it. 
it so is needed though because i was the fine gravity makes no sense because he, she, her, one of the lines in it is literally like someone told me like to like leave the ground where i've forgotten the lyric everyone deserves a chance to fly yeah everyone deserves a chance to fly so oh, yeah. Define gravity makes no sense. Yeah, but he could have said it any time. He could... it. And also, I personally, it's quite a sweet moment in the show. Not needed on the cast recording, but I feel like it is necessary to the oh. story. Because then you realise later on in the show that, spoiler alert, the wizard is her dad. That is like the biggest spoiler you could have given. I'm going to have to do a spoiler warning in the description now. Spoiler warning, wicked. Because, no, you can't say that. I just did. <laughs> what? Look, he could have said that line. What is it? I don't even know. I can't remember. It's not that one. But he's. It, there is a line where she's like. Why? No, it's not though, is it? It is some. It's like someone once told me. I don't know. Um. But anyway, that's. But like he could have said that at any point. Like, like. I... At a Point. If, it's, if it's a more consistent thing, I thought then then her being like, like the whole song was not needed. It's so bad. If it was like a little jingle, would have loved it. You know, yeah, what I would love to. Like, yeah. There's a little like Wicked Witch of the East song that Nessa Rose sings. Oh yeah. Where's that? It's, on the it's like huh? her only bit. It's like her only bit. She needs her moment. <laughs> Why is she not the cast? I know it's a bit of a wet song. Like it's not. I'm really like. I don't. I have no idea what they're actually singing about. I, they're just kind of doing like little riffs and runs every so often. I'm like. Yeah, but that's what we live for. <laughs> so. So that should be in a cast recording. Sort your yeah. life out. Come on then. Yeah. Anyway, so my next thing is talking throughout a show. I mean, that's just a given. Like. Oh. See, when we do it, we do it at respectful times. We do it during the claps. When the claps are happening, I'm like, oh my god, that riff, or like, being like, did you see Lucy's face when she did this, or did you see whatever? Like, why did I go Lucy? What? Why is that my instinct? That's usually what would happen is Lucy. <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm dead. You're like Lucy did this thing, and I'm. See, we made hand movements to signal to each other when we were dying. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we didn't speak. But we knew both knew what the hand signals meant. But like, we didn't... <laughs> <laughs> a slap. <laughs> <Be> like, <laughs> a slap yeah. just meant I'm I'm done with this show. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out. It's so, out. Walking, singing in the show. Don't do it. Put yourself oh. in the... It doesn't matter if you know the songs because it's a jukebox. You don't sing along until the we end. We haven't paid you to see that. We haven't paid you to sing the, the sing the songs. So don't sing it. There's paid actors on stage. Don't do it. Also, just just for reference, I said you don't sing along to the end because most jukebox musicals at the end they'll be like get up on your feet like and sing Waterloo from Mamma Mia or whatever like the song that because it's a jukebox they know you know it all. They have a moment. Yeah, at the end of Bodyguard, there's like a little like Whitney Houston mashup and she's like yeah. everybody to go home. So. I was gonna say nine to five and then I was like wait I don't know if that no, has it. That's not because that's not a jukebox. The only song that's a jukebox from that song that show. It's back with Barbie. And oh, I know, I, but that's why I was just like, no, I know. I, that's why I was a bit like, is there though, or is there not a little moment? What's the other one? I was going to think, uh, there's another. We Will Rock You, they have a little like sped up version of We Will Rock You that you sing right at the end of oh, the show. Oh God, that was so good. That's on the cast recording. Exactly. Oh. And um, moving, segueing on to cast recordings. We're doing really well. <laughs> segueing on to cast recordings. The Mamma Mia original cast recording needs to get in room 101. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Next. Apart uh, from hmm. the overture. Now, the cast recording is yeah, just be, so... Yeah. Uh? If they updated it, I'll be here for it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just so old. They need an updated version. Like, it's pretty like, old. Like Sophie's voice so, like, weird. Like, no offence. Uh, it is... It sounds like... I think it's because it's like old technology that they recorded it with. But it's so like shaky, but it's also so like. Oh. <laughs> it's very. They all sound weird though, and I'm like, these people are probably great. Oh, when she's singing "Honey, Honey," and it's just like slow and weird. I just don't. 
Oh, I don't know. It's just so weird. So, Romeo, if you're watching, can you re-record your cast recording, please? And thank you. <laughs> Cast-wise, who do we want? <laughs> I mean, is that even up for discussion? But, um, <laughs> but if you guys think of it out, we know what we're talking about. You guys, put in the comments below uh, or tweet us who you want to be on the Mamma Mia cast recording and we'll talk to Cammy Mac. We'll get it done. <laughs> and we'll have that power. Imagine, I would love to have yes, the power yeah, to be like, right. Show up. We'll, I mean, we'll like, he'll finally put Lamez in the bin and they'll open up a new show. It'll be fine. Like, I'm joking. No, we don't want to get rid of Lamez. Like, Rosma's all more. And I'm joking. Well, like, <laughs> Leo, put it in the bin. Get a new show in. Come on. Yes. Also, what the hell is written on? Oh, okay. It's just symbols on my arm. I was like, what's it, actually in the sleeve? It's just the Barbie. It's a Barbie in. Japanese or something and then but then this one is actually it actually says wasabi it's upside down I don't know I can't figure it out I've got do you any more room when I want no I also had bootleggers so I'm glad we agree on that I mean bootleggers are one of the things that's universal just don't do it Mm -mm. I appreciate the content on my Instagram especially in lockdown times like it's been a blessing to have a little rant but it's just so and when you're working as well and you have to try and catch someone that's like in the middle of like a row and you're just like waving frantically but you don't want to distract the rest of the audience and you're like oh what do i do i've seen i've seen a bootlegger at shows before and it oils my piss like i get really like angry and i just lose focus on the show because i'm like why are you filming these it is the worst my hat is literally (laughs) (laughs) brilliant yeah um, so my next one is going to be very controversial. Don't use that voice. That is your worst voice you have ever come up with using in your entire life. Stop it. Right, my next one is Super Sagey Kids. <sighs> yeah. i this because I have, there's two reasons that I'm going to put them in the bin. One <laughs> is when they get pissed at understudies being on. You're wrong. Yes. Yeah. Two is when they think they know the show better than you do, so therefore they're more superior than you are. Especially the... when they come from America and they're like, I've met Dina Menzel 12 times, but um, we don't speak... And I'm of... like, I, I want to run you over 12 times, but it's fine, no, no biggie. <laughs> I will slap you 12 times. <laughs> anyway, so go with what you're going to say about the first bit of Amazonese. Oh, I just, I don't even have anything specific. I'm just like, look, the... Especially when, see, okay, this is the thing. If they're a super stagey kid, I, look, I'm just so frustrated, I don't even know where to start. If they're a super stagey kid, they should know kind of how theatre works. You kind of expect that they kind of would know. The fact that they know what an understudy is, right? But it's the fact that they don't really know. Because, like, people don't audition for, like, so many people have said this, they don't audition for Fontaine and then... The, uh, the, the producer's like, mm, we thought you were good, but like we're going to cast this other person, but you can be the understudy. Like That's not how it works. You audition to be first cover or second cover, or you audition to be a swing or on, yeah, like ensemble, but first cover Fontaine or Marius or whatever. Like, that was a bit of a myth. It's in your job description to be the cover of that your person. is ensemble this track, like doing these things, first cover eponine like and i don't think people necessarily think like remember that or like they don't even know that so when an understudy's on they're like oh they're not as good as like the one that plays it all the time i'm like no they are that's why they got the part (laughs) they just they didn't want to play it all the time because of like it's a lot it's a big deal isn't it if you're playing fontaine it's also not it's also not they don't want to play it it's just that I think some people are like, I quite enjoy doing like this because it's more like, like exciting for me to like be a cover. Yeah, be on the ensemble. And then sometimes when I'm least. Got, like two shows. Sometimes even like, some people, some people like, they're like super swings and like super like understudied. But you have to remember like everyone in the cast, you have to remember what everyone okay. does. And then at a, a drop of a hat, swap their tracks get onto that sh- get onto like who is it it was vicky and someone else they played like all actually it could have been a few they've played like all the both, six weeks. both the girls and six like most of the understudies have all played all six roles it was, it's, they call it swingo swing uh, thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> but um, Grace was the first one to complete Swingo, obviously. Legend. She was like, she was like, she was the original like understudy. It was it was Grace and Vicky. When the show when the show first opened Edinburgh Fringe, it oh. was the six girls plus, and then it was just the six girls, and then they went on tour, and they're like, actually, if one of us gets ill, we need someone else. Yeah, because Fringe so then, isn't long, is it? No. So Because they, they had, like, some illnesses throughout the time at Edinburgh Fringe, and then they were like, well... <laughs> yeah, and then they, they got Grace, and who was awesome. it? Was huh? it Maya? Was it Maya? No, not Maya. Wait, no. Yeah. Who who were the who were the understudies or swings? Were Grace. It? it was just Grace. Just Grace. Yeah, for the what original four, it was just Grace by herself. Was the only understudy. I didn't know that. I thought there was two. No, it was just Grace. And then when the show opened in the West End properly, it was just Grace for like the longest time. And I then six jesus and then that and that's when that that's when they had all the trouble the trouble because like people kept getting ill people get me holiday and then they had to start inviting like the people from like the, like the studio recording back in yeah yeah they had, like a really weird like the random mix and then didn't and toby like, then they hired vicky and courtney courtney stapleton and yeah and then that's who i was trying to think of was born and ever since then, there's now like six of them. There's, there's, there's like there's a cast of twelve now. Because they have like yeah. undies for the undies. Yeah, because they had yeah, such a drama. But yeah, super stage. Have a whole new like cast. So literally, everyone's ill. We've got this still. Yeah, but super stagey kids that don't appreciate the fact that an understudy is on or blah blah blah. Like, and they're like, oh, this is gonna be trash. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, get, yeah, back to get like, in the um, what, like, a time I can tell you about this was when I saw when I when I saw Wicked Laura, Laura, Laura Pick or Lauren Pick. Laura. Anyway, she's the she was the original like she's standby Alphabet. Yeah. And people like when she's on people are like oh, I don't want to see it because she's on and I'm like okay so I went to see her because she was I went to like specifically see her because she was on and I was like okay. And she's one of the better. She's one of the best alphabets I've ever seen. <laughs> and I think it's purely because her voice was more rested. Yeah. And she kind of had her own interpretation of the role. Because usually the reason that they're understudy is because they they can do it really well that like one day or like that week, but like consistently their voices also might not be able to like live up to that, I and mean, they know that. Like alphabet. Because like with young people as well, because young people don't tend to have the same amount of like vocal strength and capability that an older person can have and that is why another thing also is um uh they the the what is it when it's a big role like alphabet or jean valjean they have one day a week they'll have they will always be off that day of the week and the first cover will do that Standby, so there's have beyond. Standby, so there's so many words. Yeah, isn't it fun? Um, how are we doing for time, by the way? Um, we've we're, we're on six minutes, seven now. Okay. So just one sec, because my phone's literally on eight percent. I don't know why it's not charging. <laughs> I just thought I'd let you know. Okay. We, I mean, we. Oh, we've gone down to seven. I mean, we can continue, but I might have to unplug my light for a hot sec and plug it into the portable charger and have a bit of a drama, but it's fine. Can we pause, I can for, do can we pause for a brief recess? Yes, please do. Okay. So, my last two are latecomers. Yes. I've been one. I did not I like. have been one twice. One was worse than the one one was really bad. Tell the story. You told the story last week. Did I? I yes. briefly said, "Oh, I said where I was sat." Yeah, I was front row of Mamma Mia, and I was late by about fifteen minutes. And they took us in midway through. Thank you for the music, and yeah, it's really embarrassing. 
And then the second one was with you when we were we went to six. I got in just for like divorce. You heard divorced and I heard died <laughs> by the time they took me in. But we, we both had to No, you did you get to sit down straight away? Yeah. Yeah, I got in I think I got in at divorced actually, but oh like I was just outside the door at divorced, but Dee took me down halfway through the song because there's like a few bits in that song when they're not singing, they're talking, so she took me down like it was only like, I only had to wait like two minutes. It wasn't that bad. But yeah, it was, oh, it's so mortifying. <laughs> less so with six because it's like a smaller theatre. It's less embarrassing. But could you imagine like, let's say Wicked, you were front row of Wicked, <laughs> like in the middle or like front or like first few rows, oh, but in that middle I section. Remember, I just remember the Wicked's latecomers. Like halfway through, um, oh my gosh, yeah, what is this feeling? People just started like coming down, and I was like, Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know how theatre works, briefly exp- explanation here we go. So, I don't know about many shows, but there are certain points in shows, especially musicals, where you take the, the ushers will take the people that have arrived late, so you have to hold them back, they have to watch it on the screen for literally like it's. It's like t- 10 minutes max, depending on the show. Um, and so just so that you're not disrupted, you're like, it's minimal disruptment. Just, yeah. So like, it's like in the claps at the end of it. So like one of the ones from Les Mis, for example, is after I dream to dream, there's always a massive clap because that's really hard with Les Mis as well, because it's constantly running. So like, there's always singing. So you're always going to be distracting. Yeah. Of, I dream to dream. There's a big old clap. You take them in then. But yeah, wicked. Halfway through, what is this feeling? Just it t- took them in, and we were like, okay, because also we worked at the theatre by that point, so we were watching. We were like, what the heck? It makes you more aware of like how other theatres run. It's yeah. really weird. Even if it's in the same company, like a different DMT theatre or a different LW theatre, like it's it's just really strange. You're like, oh, not like judging. But you're like, oh, that's different to how how we have been told, because you just have different managers as well. Like, it's yeah, cool. it's weird, isn't it? But they come as that don't give an f, or are really rude to the ashes, being like, well, why can't you take me? And it's like, I've literally just explained that you're going to disrupt the whole audience, depending on because it depends where you're sitting as well. If they're on the end of a row, it's not going to be much of a, you know. But like, if they're literally in the middle of the stalls, it's like. We have to wait. <laughs> we can't just take you in right this second. It's just. It's also, same when you go to the toilet as well. If you go to the toilet and you can't, if you if you go to the toilet and it's like hard for you to get back back into the road, the utter would usually hold you for like ten minutes and just be like. Yeah, just... but that's why you have toilets inside, so it's less disrupting than opening a full-on like massive door at the back of the show, and you have to wait yeah. outside. At least you, you can come back out. No, people see you leave, so they know you're gonna come back in a minute. Yeah. Great one once. And this was at the end of Waitress. And um we were front row and I knew I really needed the loo and it was just as like just after everything changes, I ran to Lou and managed to get back before like Lulu had been like revealed. (laughs) That it was impressive actually. And you weren't held back or anything, were you? No, I just ran in and out and I was like bam bam. At the end of a row to be fair as well. It's also like I literally stayed in within the blackout. I was pretty great. I was like, <laughs> I mean, not a blackout, but like, it was impressive that you you were very quick. But I'm sure they noticed on stage. <laughs> they, yeah, they knew. It's quite a light show. You can see everything. Like, excuse me, this is my moment. <laughs> anyway, so my last one is one thing that really, really, really like pees me off. I'm stressed. And it's when people that do andram shows tag the west end actors in oh, yes so when they tag like for example i'm playing jenna so i'm gonna tag lucy jones in my post and also like eight other people that have also played jenna because i want them to know that i'm playing their role i played their role yeah and no why would you do that is your life is your life that sad that you have to t- like tweet at the actors? Mm-mm. I mean, I'm in your show. I'm doing your show at my terrible Amdram. Terrible compared to you know West End standard. This is my terrible costume because we're poor. 
look no you wouldn't want to embarrass yourself like that <laughs> so when people do that it makes you really like ups- i get when people just like cover it or if from their amdram they like post a video being like this was my rendition of what they can do and like they want to tag the musical to see if you know someone can see it or whatever i could get that to an extent because it's just like you're covering the song and people do covers all the time and tag the artist True. maybe just the show though maybe not the actor but yeah, t- like t- tagging the actor makes people really sorry for you it's just a bit it's just a what, bit what i've come to but you need to like dm the actor being like hi i played your role mm. i get if it like adult <laughs> yeah it's like uh okay i've done it once where i tagged i don't know why but i did we i did mamma mia and i tagged Mamma Mia musical like I did there at I was like had a great show last night doing at Mamma Mia musical um got to play my favorite part of Sophie or whatever it was and I, I don't know like looking back I don't know why I tagged them like, you know, they didn't well, like. I'm disappointed in you and for you it got like two likes so you know no one really saw it apart from the person that was currently playing Sophie which was very strange but we move on um because she wasn't tagged it was just the musical but we we move on um but like i yeah i don't know why i did it but it's not the worst no it could have been worse i could have tagged yeah like you say every single west end sophie that's ever existed and been like look i'm amazing oh actually i just thought of another thing that oh. don't fun is dream casting don't tag the actors in your post you can dreamcast all you want, like create your dreamcast. We do it all the time, but don't tag them because they might. The thing is, you don't they necessarily think of it. it they, they might just... be running. They might have auditioned. That might have been their dream part. They might have auditioned and not got it like multiple times as well. And it could just be like another like, yes, I know. I want to do it too. You know? Yeah. And sometimes it's not very nice. So don't do it. Don't tag people in the dreamcast. Do it all you want. Like post about it if you want, but like don't tag them. We've got a whole Google Drive full of our Dreamcasts. Yeah, we have. We, we, that's how we entertained ourselves at the beginning of quarantine. Sims and Dreamcast. Yeah, especially for shows that hadn't come over to the UK yet. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for listening, watching, partaking in today's episode. I, really hope, I know. I really hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next week. Yes. And please comment down below or tag us or whatever and put, put what your room 101 would be. <laughs> I want to know. Or comment like on our Instagram or whatever. Like, please tell us. I want to know if I agree or if it's like something I hadn't thought of. And if you'd like to, it might do a part two. I'm sure I can think of more things. I can think of them. We can think of bajillion. Anyway, okay. I'll see you next week. I will see you next week too. Bye.